<laughs> I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, I bet you are. I mean, I know you are, but... Yeah. <laughs> I bet you are a person I know who is, in fact, Absolutely an asshole. Absolutely an asshole, yes. <laughs> I told... Sir, I am well acquainted with you, and I can confirm that you are, in fact, an asshole. My favorite description I've ever gotten was an asshole. I was called an asshole with a heart of gold. Yay. I'm nice or enough. Like a heart of like polished copper. I, can I? Can I at least get like like sterling silver? No, no, you can't. Oh, okay. Asshole. <laughs> Only an asshole would want sterling silver. Yeah. It's not even real silver, asshole. I know. I can't have real silver. I'm not good enough for that. I think that dog locked onto me and strafed me just now. What the fuck? What? Don't worry about it. Are you playing a game? I would never. During a podcast or a recording? Ugh. I've, I have never, nor will I ever do that. Nope, never. You've never done that. That's never happened. It's never... I especially didn't spend every D&D game playing Pokemon. Never. No. What? No. Probably because my campaign was Garbo. I didn't say that. I did. I was on a Pokemon Emerald kick at the time. You couldn't have dragged me away from it. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> you were dungeon and dragging me away. <laughs> Fucking okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, this is, that's the end, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, bye! You're just gonna append that onto the end of the podcast? I'm gonna append that up at the front. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah, we do a, I do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. That's the intro. Okay, how you doing? I'm podcast, hi. <laughs> I'm, hi, I'm podcast, how are you? My name is podcast, how would you like to be? Uh, audio, please. Audio? Oh, okay. Well, if you insist. <laughs> Though I do like how when you did text me and you asked me, like, is it going to be audio or video, I audibly laughed for a minute <laughs> because I look like fucking shit. I mean, if you'd said video, I would have said push it back about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I need a shower. I don't have the face for anything video today. Cause I, I had... have a great face for radio. Oh, so do I, man. I got the best girl. I got a better goddamn face for radio. You were fucking singing, motherfucker. Like, just to clarify, we are going at the moment, yeah? Yeah, we are. Well, we're okay, going. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. Like, <laughs> the whole point of this is to just go. I figured. Because, like, I I guess it was based on I don't know if you remember, like the like back when podcasts were first like a thing on iTunes. Uh huh. And they were literally just like four guys with a shitty microphone. I mean, I used to listen to the Bungie podcast yeah. before Halo 3 came out. I mean, there was... And that was... Mm. I was just trying to think of... I was trying to think of the ones, but, like, nowadays so many podcasts are out and there's so many subject matters that each one takes. And I'm mm. just like, I liked the old stuff. Where I know, I'm hipster, right? I like No, the... you like a specific style is what you like. Yeah. I'm telling you what you like because what you like is wrong. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, I guess. Most things I like are incorrect. You don't know what you like. I know what you like. <laughs> and it's not right. Your fun is wrong. <laughs> I love that. I, I watched through some of those videos and I got to your fun is wrong. And I was like... Oh, Critical Role? No, where when you said it to me in um, oh, right. okay, in Halo. Yeah. Your um, fun is wrong. <laughs> I had a lot of fun editing those. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun. Like... I, them? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I didn't really think about it because, like, I was so I was dead tired and whatever else, so it didn't really like stick in right away the memory of it. Yeah. And then I went. Well, plus, we did like eight hours back to back. Yeah. Recording. Actually, it was like five and a half, but you know. Yeah, eight hours. But I um I went back and I watched it, and then when I watched the first episode from like the first time I we spoke on the episode, every f memory of it came back, and I just felt really good. Yeah, it was like, I was I laughing. Just, I just had a fu I had a fuck ton of fun doing it. And like that's the whole reason I like making videos anyway. Yeah. It's because I I have a terrible memory and I love my own sense of humor. Yeah. 
So I get to laugh at myself as I'm doing things, and then I get to laugh at myself again while I'm watching myself do the same things. Or you text me, man, I'm an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have a shotgun. I have a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Since I haven't been on here before, I should probably mention who I am, huh? Oh, yes. Go ahead. I'm Nick. Ranger Nick's Video Ranger 47, the Onyx Ranger on various social media platforms. I make dumb YouTube videos inconsistently and with no particular schedule. Same. And I've known this fucko for like five years now. Yeah. Which is weird. But speaking of the D&D thing that went on in the intro, the very brief one, uh, uh, oh, that's, yeah, what okay. this, the, that's what the... So like I said, the topic is a posed question that is then just riffed on throughout it. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that you're explaining the joke. It makes me understand it better and how to do it. All right. Anyways, so yeah. Basically, I wanted to t- I wanted to pose the question of what. So it's a question about DMing because I'm a very new DM and you're okay. a very experienced DM. Eh, yes, we'll go with that. Yes, more experienced than I. Okay. I.e., you were basically coaching me while I was DMing my very poorly bad campaign. It's fine. Yes, it was very. I it was it was bad. It was fine. It was it honestly it wasn't as bad as you think it was. I feel like it was like terrible. You, you had a good foundation for a story. I did, you just needed a little help presenting it in a way that made it more accessible. Yeah. Which is what the I did for the one we're writing for our D and D group on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I used um I used that and then I went to Matt Mercer. And Pro Jared and uh, Guy from How to Be a Great GM. And I just binged. Both or all, all three of those are fantastic sources. Yeah, and I just binged like, everything. Jared and I have very similar philosophies on, on how to run a campaign, which is basically don't. You present situations to your players and you let them do what they're going to do to have fun. Because your job as the DM is to create a world in which your characters and players live and have fun That's yeah really all that you're there for the thing i and go ahead oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say that the the your goal should be to not guide them i guess assist them in making choices that lead them along the path that you pre-prepared but if you get too hung up on them doing exactly what you want them to do yeah you're gonna hate it the thing I was, the thing I actually liked is there were two things. Guy and I think all three of them actually said this, but Guy kind of put it out in a very big way. He said, "When you write out a choice, write out every outcome you can think of. You don't have to." And I guarantee you, yeah. they won't pick any of them. They won't pick. He's like, they won't pick any of them. But you just know what you need to look for, and then you can improv a little easier because you have like thirty choices, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about which one is which, how it's going to run, whatever. Right. And as well, I think it was I think it was Guy who was posed. He said, when I'm a GM, I say this. I am the world you walk in. I'm not going to give you everything. You're not going to get a bunch of stuff from me. I'm not going to metagame. But as well, I'm the natural world. Sometimes something will just happen because that's how the world works. The DM is God. Yes. Like, that's that's what you are. Yeah. And, and, you know, all the power and responsibility that comes with that. But at the same time, you have to remember, it's a game. Yeah. You know? You're there to have fun. I made my I made my campaign, the one that I'm writing, very difficult for a reason, because it's supposed to be difficult. It's a very intense situation. Basically, there's people who were put into a guild that are put into the top tier of a guild immediately, because it's the only team that can be found. And they're doing, like... S rank missions and they are at D rank level. Oh, that's the bio. Yeah, see, that's not Japanese. <laughs> but <Hi. you> know, <laughs> you, I know you. <laughs> that's the thing. I yeah. don't care what you say. I know you. I know where your influences came from. Yeah, but I put in and I grabbed something off of like a homebrew site of an easier way to do like resurrection so to speak if someone dies it's like they're not dead dead they just kind of they come back but at a different point at a different spot something like that 
death still has weight. Characters can still die, but since the campaign is so difficult, it's not as crazy. You don't just die. Oh, you died first session. Well, it looks like you It's not as punishing. Yeah. Because that just wouldn't be fair. No I one mean, would have fun. I death is just a suggestion, really. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm, I'm God. I can just say nope. <laughs> yeah, you didn't die. It's fine. Or, oh, you didn't, you dodged that hit? No, you didn't. Or the one, the one I did, I have an entire bit where um, they're going to see, in, in the campaign, they're going to see behind them. Now, it's going to be like a third-person camera that sees it. They're going to see a tiger. Ah, uh, yes, third-person camera, my favorite D&D &D scenario. <laughs> well, that's just how it's going to be explained. They're going to see a tiger poof into existence, <laughs> poof out of existence, a giraffe poof into existence, and poof out of existence. And then finally, they're going to see something else poof in and out. And they're going to be like, what was that? And I was like, me picking what the wildlife is. It's just DM to players, not DM to characters. It mm -hmm. makes me laugh. It'd be a little odd if the characters were hearing the voice of God in their head saying that yeah. he hadn't decided what, what wildlife lives in this area yet. Yeah. <laughs> the, only thing I've, the only way I've seen that work is in the graphic novel of the Adventure Zone by the McElroy family. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't really tried to get into the Adventure Zone, but, eh. It is... super interested. If you are, if you like the comedy of the McElroy Brothers, which I do, you'll like it. If you don't like or get their comedy, you will hate it. Uh, they sort of, like, came out of nowhere for me. Like... Yeah. I had never heard of them, and then suddenly I knew several people who were obsessed. That's how it was for me. Like... My ex-girlfriend's brother told me about him, and I was like, oh. And then I like met five people who were like, yeah, McElroy's. And I'm like, wait, what? Plus, I kind of have my uh, the other D&D &D group that I follow that yeah. I'm 65 episodes in on and not halfway done with their stuff. Yeah. Critical Role. Very good. Uh, I tried to listen to the Game Grumps one. Oh. I tried to listen to them I mean, do a DD thing. And granted, Jared did amazing. I mean, he's a really yeah. good DM. But it's just, he had to deal with Aaron, who can never remember a single goddamn thing. Yeah, that's ever. why people, you know, it's funny. It's a pen and paper game, but nobody ever seems to take notes. Yeah, I mean, I take notes on a, my phone, but, like, I still take notes. Right, you, you know, pen and paper game. Yeah. You know, we play digitally, so. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have another campaign group that I'm in at the moment, run by... You remember Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, he's the DM. How's that going? Uh, that's fun. Good. You know, I'm actually running that same character in two separate campaigns right now. It's uh, that one and another campaign run by actually another player in that campaign. And uh, basically it's Divergent Cannons. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the same character in two different timelines. Well, that's what we're doing. Uh, John's campaign that we're we're playing through right now is um we're going to be moving – at some point we're going to be moving dimensions. And when we move dimensions, our characters are going to meet our the other characters Wing from – We're going to meet the characters from our previous campaign with Tyler. So that's going to be fun but also weird because then at that point I will have four characters to voice and figure out. Hmm. because the campaign ended a little early, so I have to still run Aaron, who isn't dead yet, but is supposed to be. His sister, Allie, who isn't dead yet, who is not supposed to be dead at all. His brother, Gengir, who is supposed to be there and in place of Aaron, but that we didn't get that far. Because <laughs> Tyler wanted a break. Tyler wanted a DM break, and we were like, dude, that's fine. We are fine with yeah, giving you a break. Yeah, it can't get overwhelming. It can't. Yeah. Especially and, if you're the, like me, the type of person who really, really likes to play. Yeah. I'm fortunate that in my little circle of friends, um, we all like to play and several of us like to DM. Yes. Good. Um, but big question was going to be what makes a DM good versus okay versus just bad? I mean, I think there are a lot of things that could go into making a bad DM, but yeah. the, I think to me the biggest quality of a good DM, like I said, man, it's it's where your focus is. Because if your focus is on 
making sure that the things you had planned out happen as you plan them, nobody's going to have fun. No. But if your focus is on helping the players achieve what they're trying to achieve, or uh, maybe not that so much as giving them the ability to try. Yeah. And that's what makes things fun, right? If your player wants to try something absolutely ridiculously stupid or impossible, all right, try. Doesn't yeah. mean it's going to work, but you're more than welcome to try. We were trying to explain it to another DM in a group I'm in on Saturdays. He wanted to, he moved it to Pathfinder because he likes Pathfinder more. I never played it, so I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. But he was following the book so heavily. And he was like, well, there's no roles for this. And I was like, make one yeah, up. Your fun is wrong. You can't do that. Yeah. Like, make up a it's role. A, it's a yeah. tabletop game. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, Go nuts. You are the DM. You You can make the choice whether or not to allow something. Yeah, and usually, I mean, usually he was he would just be like, well, we had a character who literally, uh, we have a player in there who likes to try and break the game every single time he plays. That's Jesse. And it 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 pisses me off because he's consciously aware he's doing it. Yeah. I mean, is he doing it because he finds it fun or is he doing it to annoy people? He says he's doing it to find it fun. But I don't believe him for a fucking minute. Right. He is doing it to be annoying because that's who he is. I love him. I love the guy. I really do. I love hanging out with him, playing games with him. Like, video game-wise, dude's yeah. fun to hang out with. But in tabletop, you're like, dude, I cannot. This is ridiculous. Right. He made a Goliath Barbarian who's got, like, we're level three. He can do, like, three attacks. He can that's rage. normal. And he can do all this, but he does, like, 28 damage in a hit. And then you got me, who's a fire sorcerer. Pew pew. Also keep in mind that spellcasters at low level tend to have pretty low damage output anyway. Yeah, they do. And that's fine. But high level spellcasters... Watch out. Nothing keeps up with them. Except maybe a raging barbarian in a frenzied rage with a big-ass hammer. Yeah. But our, our, <clears throat> our DM Justin wasn't having fun DMing. And we were like, we want you to have fun as much as we want to have fun. Yeah, that too. That that's yeah, super important. Cause and we were all like, he he was so worried. He's like, what if I move it to Pathfinder? Would you guys be mad? And I was like, I've always wanted to try. A bunch of us were like, let's try. Why not? I mean, it can't hurt. Yeah, what could go wrong? I mean, lots of things, but you know. yeah. But I actually looking through the Pathfinder character sheet, I was I was really excited because there's all this stuff there. That as a player, I love doing it. As a DM, I would hate it. Yeah, so the thing about Pathfinder, it borrows a lot from 3 and 3.5. Yeah. And my biggest problem with 3 and 3.5 is they didn't consolidate a damn thing. No. Like, you look at the skills list for 3 and 3.5, and it's like, I think there's like 30 skills. Yeah, there's a bunch Which is ridiculous, time. right? Yes. Then you look at 5e, and you've got 15. Yeah. And most of them are just ability checks. Yeah, which is what made Justin upset. So He's, yeah, you know, I like. I think five E it does. It's not as easy to break. Like you know, still, yeah. some characters and some archetypes are still broken. But when there's so much that's been consolidated down into making things make a little more sense, it's a lot easier to keep track of. Uh, you're. I can't hear you. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you're not getting picked up at all. Unless oh, it's on my no. end. Oh, it cut my odd. Oh, Can you no. hear me just fine? Well, this is unfortunate. I don't know what to do. Oh, crap. Oh, I'm back. Discord, what have you done? Okay, <laughs> we're good. All right. Why did you lose me? Um, Basically, before you were explaining, you said um, there are characters that can still be broken. Characters and archetypes yeah, that can still okay. be broken. But for the most part, 5e focused a lot more on streamlining the experience and reducing the amount of time you spend reading through your skill list trying to figure out what the hell skill applies to what you're doing. Yeah. For the most part, it's an ability check more often than it's a skill check. And that's why proficiency matters more because they don't have skill points anymore. Yeah. Just as you level and you increase your ability scores, your skill rolls get better and your proficiency bonus increase. Yeah, and I mean... 
I like them both. I, I, we played one game of Pathfinder, one session. I oh, really, yeah, no, I, I like both systems. Yeah. I enjoyed it for the character I wanted to play because the character's very, very, uh, he's very complex. He's got a yeah. lot going on. So with a very, a very a simplistic character sheet, he's very hard. But with the more complicated, fleshed out character sheet, he's a little easier to put into works. What type of character was it? He's a, it's the same one from one of the other. It's a sorcerer. A flame sorcerer that at one point went from being an elemental fire sorcerer to being an elemental fire sorcerer with black flames, and he has no idea why. There's a backstory reason, and Dane knows it. The character Derek doesn't know it, but I know. I, say, I yeah. hope nobody ever explains it, and nobody ever finds out, and it just kind of happens. It's part of the it's part of the thing they have to go with on backstory. And basically, I worked with Justin very closely. I was like, here's how we're going to do hints about it <laughs> to Derek, the character. One, he's going to have a bird. So Derek changed his last name before he left the town he was in. So that no one would think he was a wanted man. Because in the town he lived, spellcasters are put to execution. <sighs> so he changed his last name, chained up his look a little bit. And just went. And they're looking for a sorcerer, so he never wears robes. He just wears everyday clothes. Because then he's not as noticeable. Okay, can we take a moment to talk about spellcasters wearing robes? Yeah, sure. Why the fuck do spellcasters wear robes instead of pants? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, on the... (sighs) Robes are so bulky, right? And at the same time, you're basically announcing to everyone on the battlefield, Hey, I could kill you from here. Fight me first. Yeah. I s- Wear pants. <laughs> Put some leather armor on. Have a dagger. <laughs> Don't have to use it. Just have a dagger. Just have one. <laughs> you dumb fuck. Just be ready. <laughs> but, the, like, I say all this, but my last sorcerer wore a, a black jumpsuit. Uh, with a big flowing cloak, not a robe, a big pointy hat, and a massive, like, over-designed mask. That's and amazing. And he had a sword and a staff, and I was fully capable of using it. Like, so over-the-top and stupid. Yeah. The way it should be. <laughs> no, Dan, not the way it should be. The way my stuff should be. Yeah. <laughs> over-the-top, stupid, and honestly, who who would who would do that? I would. You would. In a why, heartbeat. Why? Why not? Yeah. Basically. It looks horrible and stupid and, re- like, just fucking ridiculous. I love it. In Discord, I'm putting in the portrait that was drawn for me by one of our players. He always draws oh, portrait. Cool. Yeah. That's Derek. That's Rad. Yes, that bird in the back. His name is Stoll. Ah, oh, fuck. What? Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but Stoll is a, so I saw there was a thing for a familiar and I asked the DM, I was like, Hey, Justin, can I get a, a bird? And he was like, what's the bird going to do? I'm like, be an asshole. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's just going to insult Derek the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) He doesn't attack. Stoll doesn't do anything. He's just an ass. Yeah. Well, for the most part, they kind they actually removed familiars from wizards in 5e. Because nobody used them for anything. Yeah. They were useless. Like, there was no reason for you to have a familiar as a spellcaster. Like, maybe as, like, a druid. I get it. But rangers, even, <laughs> kind of useless. Because the, the only class that gets anything good for their familiar in 5e is the ranger beastmaster, which is the worst class in the game. Yeah. Objectively. <laughs> yes. You're useless in combat. You're useless out of combat. It's just it. Uh, yeah, that's. I was gonna go Beastmaster with Aaron when he was just Ranger, and I was like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I just read through it and I'm like, that's fucking bad. Yeah, it's terrible. So I just made him a straight up no archetype Ranger because he's Rogue Ranger. So I was like, fuck it. He didn't go with a Dueler. Duel? What do you mean? Oh yes, uh, yes. Yeah, because Duelers are. Yes. I think I did. I don't remember, because I think I put... Do you uh, dual-wield weapons? Yes, yes, I do. So I did go with that. 
it's been. It's, I don't know if they. Yeah, my last ranger was in three five, so I don't know if they've changed the name of it. But there was an archetype in three five called Dueler, I think, where it was focused on dual wielding, and it was awesome. Yeah. No, I think I think he's doing. I think he's Dueler. Ow. But I think we. I worked with um, Tyler, the DM for that campaign. It's been a year since I've played it, so I'm forgetting a yeah. lot. But I think we we worked it out to where he let me do it, where I could have a um, a sword in my not in my dominant hand, and then his Aaron's gun in his non-dominant. Well, that took a turn. Yeah. But here's the yeah, thing: range, Rangers don't generally have guns. I know. He does have a bow, but he also likes a gun. It's, so it's slightly futuristic too. That's the thing yeah. that you got to be careful. Well, I mean, yeah, it's always up to the DM and whatever homebrew rules you come up with. But that's another thing you kind of have to be real careful with in Dungeons and Dragons, because that sort of playstyle works really, really well when everyone has a sword and a bow and magic, right? Yeah. As soon as you start introducing firearms, it gets really hard to balance them, because like there's a reason that in the modern world armies use guns instead of swords. Yeah. It's because with a sword, you got to hit someone a bunch until they stop moving. With a gun, I don't care how much you worked out and how swole you get, things going in you and it's it's coming out the other side. Yeah, or it's going to be one of those fucking bullets that goes in and then splits open inside your body. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what it is. Like guns, guns. I mean, they kill better than swords do. Guns kill better. Yeah. Uh. Episode title: Guns Kill Better. Uh, yes. Maybe not. Mm, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Bad idea. I mean, I do uh, have an episode title for Ramble On called "Eat the Rich." So, yeah. Um, my point is, you got to be careful. Yeah. Uh, like guns often end up in games like that being either stupidly overpowered or stupidly underpowered and useless. Because you'd look at this thing and go, "Why would I have a weapon that lets me do one d six damage per turn?" regardless of my skill level, when I could pick up this bow and just increase my skill and my strength and, and my dexterity bonuses as I level. So what we... What we... And then you get... Cl- Sorry, go what? ahead. Oh. I was going to say, and then you get classes like the Artificer, which is a, a test class in the Unearthed Arcana stuff. Yeah. Which, it's a wizard with a gun, and the gun does a base, boring 1d6 damage, but as you level, you start applying magic effects to the shots. Yeah. Which, so far, is the best way I've seen to do that. Like, Mercer's Gunslinger, back on Critical Role, yeah. um, the only reason that works as well as it does, and the only reason that it's as weak as it is, is because Talazin's rolls are fucking absurd. Yes, they are. He's, he like, if Talazin wasn't rolling criticals every third roll, that class wouldn't be good. It just wouldn't. Yeah. Because the possibility of a jam is is super high, and the damage output would be way too low. As well, like it's weird for you know I watched I did part of I watched both se- like seasons uh, campaigns one and two I've watched different parts of it. Because started campaign two. Yeah, but um, I l- watching uh, Talison. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. He his roles in campaign one. I was like, damn. And then I watch him play Molly Mock in campaign two. And his roles are mediocre for a while. <laughs> and I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> but he, he... Law of averages, that's what happened. He plays he plays the Molly Mock. He does Molly Mock justice because he does a really good job playing. I have a pretzel, by the way. That's why I'm crunching. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but what we did with the gun in, in, our, in Tyler's campaign was... We called it Chrono's Revolver because it was a specially made gun to be... It was an, it was already imbued with magic, but only of specific types. So it does 1d6 plus 1d4 of whatever magic type it is. Hmm. And then it can depend. I can either blind fire, which is just pulling up and shooting, obviously. Like a hip fire, yeah. yeah. Or I can aim. And if I aim, I can add my proficiency bonus to the roll. If I don't aim, I don't get to add it to it. And as well, I... So what... Then what's the point of not aiming? 
Well, the point of not aiming is usually warning shots. That's kind of what Aaron does. He'll put off a warning shot in the beginning of a campaign. I mean, the beginning of but, a battle. Okay. So then, if you're just going to miss anyway, why does it matter if you aim or don't aim? Because you could just intentionally miss. True. That seems like a, a difference without a or a distinction without a difference. I like. I don't think that seems like the sort of mechanic that has no reason to exist. It was. It was the best thing I could come up with when I was making the gun. I were gonna. Me and Tyler are gonna re talk about it because I mean I noticed that going in early early stages of it, he made you know enemies be scared of the gun because they didn't know what a gun was. But as we moved into other areas, they knew what a gun was and they weren't as scared of a gunshot. Like, that's the sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and here's where we get into, like, the 3-5 the and Pathfinder versus 5-E. Like, there shouldn't be a mechanic for that, right? It hasn't, like, because that's the sort of thing you don't really need a roll for. Yeah. I want to shoot a warning shot. All right, you hold your gun up into the air and you pull the trigger. Roll intimidation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we're, we're uh, me and Tyler are kind of working it out to make it a bit yeah. more viable for combat because I started not using Cronin's Revolver. Mm-hmm. because it was it was becoming bad but i still like that's the care it's his character has it and it's there's a reason in backstory of why he has it but you know that's a whole another ball game backstories are necessary right and that's one thing i think i find a lot of new players aren't doing or a lot of uh, more lazy players aren't doing is not giving a good backstory or at least a, a one that has stuff in it because when there is nothing when there's not a lot in a backstory there's not a lot to use with it because then it's hard to weave the character into the world and not look like they just dropped there you are you exist now yeah but a lot of that comes down to how invested your players are yeah role-playing like i try to i don't maybe go as in-depth with the backstory as i possibly could i focus less on the made like the minor details and more on the major things that would affect the character's personality and how i play them yeah and then i'll work with my dm to retroactively change my backstory that still fit the character but also maybe fit situations that are happening which is i i think you know biased here because it's the way i do it the best way to do that sort of thing i usually go with whenever i do backstory i have one minor event that i kind of focus on in it that has to do with their background yeah and then from there i go into major stuff i mean the character i have for john's campaign is i think three paragraphs and they're not big paragraphs they're not big paragraphs they're like four sentences a piece right but it just kind of gives – it lets you see who the character is, why she's doing what she's doing, why she became a doctor, why she became a monk, and why she's traveling. Right. I had all – to me, like I did – no matter how big the backstory is, I like to Ooh. just hit those couple points just so I can be like, okay. Motive and yeah. basic history. And then it gives me a way to, to play them you know, because like – Oust, who I play right now, is very um, is very distant because they've been around a lot of towns where there are a lot of married couples. And her husband died while they were in a war, mm-hmm. and so she's not really into wanting to see that. So she goes, she just blasts by all that stuff as much as she can. She doesn't want to think about it. Your happiness is wrong. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? My husband's dead. I can't be happy, so you can't be happy. <laughs> she just pulls out a Glock. <laughs> Fuck your <laughs> happiness. Commands Glock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Derek got an upgrade. <laughs> this is a 9mm semi-automatic magazine-fed handgun, my dude. <laughs> we don't got none of that six-shooter revolver crap. <laughs> I'm a pop a cap in your ass so fast you ain't gonna see the second one coming. <laughs> fucking good. This is terrible, is what it is. Yeah, it's wonderful though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
or I just like the blind swordsman from that. All that I could think of was blind swordsman from uh, uh, Boondocks. Oh God, I love him. The fucking Boondocks. Oh, it's that's a show that's wonderful. <laughs> that's a show. <laughs> it's hard to watch sometimes. It is hard to watch. I have the same feeling I have with it with South Park. I can watch an episode or two or three of South Park, but if I binge it, I'm gonna get annoyed. I um, like I said, I've only ever watched like two episodes of South Park. South Park's a very uh, distinct um comedy. Hold. I mean, I don't know. Hold on, just one sec. Hold on, just one second. What am I supposed to do without my water? You can go get it if you want, real quick. Fuck you, you weren't listening to me. Don't pretend you were. I was. You were not. You were looking for your large metal container of ice-cold water. You can't prove that. You weren't here. <laughs> I I have it on recording. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I had to pull out my you headphones. Absolute, you absolutely do not. Okay. Sorry. Forgot, I don't know. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't get it. And remember that. <laughs> remember that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't okay. forget it okay remember it but i just forgot it oh my god dane <laughs> believe it <laughs> dr bio it's the worst show on the planet and i love it, it so much it is so much worse than naruto there is so much worse there is there are dumpster fires ah <laughs> oh, fuck so there was this I probably shouldn't talk about this, but I'm going to anyway. Um, there was this show on Netflix. It was um, it was one of those Netflix original anime series. Oh where yeah. They just bring over a bad anime and they dub it. Yeah. And they call it an original. Yes. God, I wish I could. it was a Magical Girl series. Oh shit! I know which one you're talking about. Rainbow Squad. I think that was a dumpster fire. Or something. Oh my god. Like, just I there's really not much to say about it. There aside isn't. From imagine all of the basic, most base things that are required to make an anime, and the most basic required things to make a Magical Girl series, they are present, and that's all. Yeah. There's nothing more you can say about it. I wish I could remember that. What is that called? I don't... I, I can't look it up because opening Chrome seems to crash my computer. Ah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Weird. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. I'm probably going to reinstall Chrome. That might fix it. Dude, I... When, when I had to... So my computer crashed and when I had to re-bring it up, I tried to install Chrome like six times and it just said that it couldn't install. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'll just install Firefox for now, I guess. I installed oh. Firefox... Then I was like, I wonder. I went on through Firefox instead of on through Microsoft Edge to find Chrome. I downloaded Microsoft. I downloaded Chrome from Firefox, and it it uploaded and installed Chrome just fine. So I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very confused. It is what it is, though. Yeah, I need to. I need to reinstall Chrome. Like, I'm gonna uninstall it, reinstall it, see if that fixes it. If not, I might just end up switching to Firefox. So I don't have to fuck with it. I like Firefox to a point. I don't mind it. I mean, it's it's a bit more bare bones than Chrome is as yeah. far as like connectivity is. But you know, some people like that. I do. It does have an advantage over Chrome in that it doesn't use as much RAM. Yeah, that's the one thing that's I've a been very told. Good, that's a very good thing, especially for streaming. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's what I use I got a few when I'm streaming. I use that to do my stuff. I'm thinking about... I have more free time now than I used to. Yeah. But I'm also working full-time. And I want to get back into streaming, but I haven't decided what I want to stream. I've been streaming every Wednesday, I think, now. And it's been... I've been streaming um, Naruto Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm 2. I saw that. And you did DMC5 the other day, yeah? Yeah, me and John both did DMC5. He was basic, It was basically... The stream was just, hey, I'm going to play this game and tell you you should buy it. And then during the stream, I did buy it because fuck, that game's good. Yeah, I I have beaten the first six missions. 
it it fixes every issue I've ever had with DMC four. Which is it's a, a fantastic game. It really is. It is. It is one of my favorites. But there um, are some issues I've had with it, which was the mash Y to win <laughs> issue. <laughs> so I'm I assume you're speaking specifically about V. Well, no, in, in DMC four. Oh okay. Mash Y to win. V's... So V took uh, took me a mission or two to get used to. I actually ended up replaying that last mission as V, because by the time I finished it, like it finally clicked in my head how I'm supposed to be playing him. Yeah. And when I finally figured out the way I'm supposed to be playing V, instead of running in like a dumbass. Yeah. Um, he's super fun. He's so much fun. The first first fight I, I had didn't with him. Like him. The first yeah. ten minutes I spent as V, I did not like playing V. But I got some combos and some more skills, and holy shit, V's fun. V is a bunch of fun. I love, but I enjoyed V after I had to, I mean, I worked with V a little bit before I liked him, like you said. He's just, he's awkward right away. It's a completely different approach to Yeah. Um... Okay, is it just me, or does Griffin sound exactly like Billy West? No. Like it's not Billy West. <clears throat> oh, he sounds exactly like The it. guy that voices uh, Griffin sounds like Billy West. He does. I wonder if they got the original... really confused me. I wonder if it was the original voice actor of Griffin. I don't, I don't know. Let me find out. Because he was in Devil May Cry... Um... Oh, which one was he in? One. Yeah, one. I don't remember if he talked. If you actually, if you go through the uh, the character bios that uh, that Nico air quotes puts together, mm-hmm. um, it actually mentions. Oh, this is a demon that Dante killed at some point, and I don't know why he's working with V. Yeah. I do also like I like Shadow and Nightmare as well. I just love his familiars; they're fun. I mean, Nightmare is just a big. Shadow Golem. Yeah, which is cool. Who comes in on a fucking meteor? First or time it you comes see out him. Of the ground, depending. Yeah. The meteor thing actually didn't happen to me until um, the Garion fight. Yeah. Just out in the middle of that courtyard, and I hit L one. Boom! And like the camera turns up and watches the meteor come down, and that was super rad. In that in that uh, trailer park. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first time he's supposed to come out. First time you're told about your devil trigger. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, here's the most badass thing. Have that. That's fun. <laughs> I like um, I like how they keep referring to uh, fucking V as a human. Yeah. Despite the fact that he very clearly has a devil trigger. Yeah, you know who V is, right? No, I don't. Don't spoil it. Okay, I won't. <laughs> like, I know who his dad is. And I know who um, Nico's dad is. Well, okay, I don't know who his dad is, but, like, you know. Boop. Like, Nero and DMC4. Like, yeah, you fucking know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, then. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're bad at that. You're really bad. I at am. That. I am. You're horrible at that. I am. Dane. I'm not trying. I'm not going to say anything, though. I promise. Mm-hmm. I will not. I promise you that. Because it's wonderful. Yeah, DMC5 is fun. DMC5 is a lot of fun. And I'm happy it is as fun as it is. Because Capcom saw DMC Devil May Cry by Ninja Theory. They were like... Oh <laughs> no! To, uh, to Ninja Theory's credit, the um, the definitive edition of that game is better. Mm-hmm. It is. It's absolutely. Oh, it's, not, it's not great. It, it's not janky it's as than shit. DMC two. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that are better than DMC two. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> did you watch the um the his, <laughs> This is the Devil May Cry cast now. Did you watch the history of Devil May Cry video on five? No, I didn't. Okay. So, it's going through the story, and after Devil May Cry, before Devil May Cry 2, there's a pause, 
and you see the the title screen flash on screen for a second now, this is like a 10 minute video and each game's getting like two to three minutes flashes devil may cry 2 on screen for a second and it says and all was at peace and then it flashes devil may cry 4 and moves on yeah <laughs> they're pretending dmc2 didn't fucking happen which is fine it's hilarious it's wonderful like, before the game came out my friend and i spent like days talking about how is dante back from hell like what happened where's he been nah he just no that just didn't happen none of dmc2 happened yeah no none of it <laughs> oh hold on just one second i'm gonna go get a drink okay, okay i'm holding on i see what you did there you you cunt uh, you bitch you bastard what you fuckaroo what go get your drink I'm... i got it already that was fast well yeah i just had to go to my fridge it's right behind me. And it's definitely not a beer. I wasn't. I didn't. <sighs> you didn't ask. Jane, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and I'm not doing shit today. On a Monday. Yeah, but I have to work tomorrow. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but you don't work at a rehab. <laughs> no, but I work 8 a.m. Yeah, true. I work at 3 p.m. <laughs> Fuck you. 3 to 11. Yay. Fuck you. I hate that shift. Hey! I hate it so fuck much. Fuck you! Hey, hey, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good vape game? Yeah. What were we talking... Oh, yeah, DMC2. Yeah, they just pretend it doesn't exist. That's fine. Um, I like how, how 5 opens up, and they just assume you've seen all the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh... We don't have to reiterate this shit. You saw it. Five just five just drops you in. It's like here you go. And then it and then you know they do a flashback to the arm trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. That's that's about it. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, we don't need to reiterate everything that already happened that you've been watching over and over again for the past uh, ten months. Something like that. Here you go. Play the game. Or and I'm like I have no combos. Yeah. And I bought combo B, and I'm like I have my combo. Yeah. Now I just throw tantrums everywhere. Yes. Just keep slamming it on the ground. Some at some I point love it'll the work. The fact that without his arm, I mean Nero's basically human. Yes. For the most part, like he doesn't have Dante's toughness or his ability to regenerate ridiculous amounts of of damage all at once. I can't hear you. I'm not talking. Okay. So like, you see him taking these beatings, and he gets up, and he's beaten and bloodied and bruised, and he's like, "Hey, no, <laughs> let's do that again." But like this time, I'll do it to you. Yeah. But way more eloquently. <laughs> or um, I I loved so the first boss in DMC five, which the just the plant monster. <laughs> the, the, the not boss. Yeah, the not boss. I was like, it's okay. The wall. Yeah. It's like okay, this is this game isn't too bad. I mean, I've played harder bosses. I fight Goliath. I'm like, I have played easier bosses. I was yeah, that was a difficulty <laughs> spike. I wasn't expecting that. But when when John told me he was like, basically, you're gonna have a learning curve and it's just gonna happen. Yeah. I was like, okay. I I died twice to Goliath. I got very lucky that I found both health orbs, and I just went into full on um. Fuck, Belial mode. Yeah. When I fought him, I mean that's a hundred percent what that fight was. Yeah. It was a Belial throwback. Yes, and it was amazing. Like in a good way. In a very not, good way. Not like a. It's not. It wasn't a reskin. It was a totally different enemy. But a lot of his attacks were reminiscent of Belial, which is a lot of what they're doing in this game, right? Yeah. They're doing throwbacks to things that we liked about the previous entries. Yes, and I don't think I've mentioned this on podcast. I've played Devil May Cry Four maybe way too much. No, you haven't. <laughs> Not yet. Play it more. Okay. Play it more. I was actually sitting there talking. I was on my friend's. I was hanging out with a friend on stream. Like, he was streaming. I was just talking to him. And then I, it was beginning of the stream. I was like, all right, I'm going to play DMC4. And he was like, okay. And then at the end of the stream, I was like, all right, I beat DMC4. He's like, the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I like it. Is it like 13 missions? Yeah, it's not big. Something like that. And they're all pretty, like, small. Yeah. Half the length comes, well, yeah, half the length comes from the cutscenes. That and the fucking puzzle in the Frost World pisses me off to this day. Because it's stupid. Are you talking about the, um, the dice? 
No, the um, rotating spinner knights. They're like these metal tops that when you hit them, they start spinning. Oh, those things are so easy. Those are easy. Exceed. No, exceed them. Oh, I know. I just hate finding them. That's my but least favorite part. Move. But you have to find two, and that's where you get the secret, and I want the secret. Fuck off. I want it. <laughs> I am such a You've bitch. Got it already. I know, but I want it again. Getting it again will do nothing for you. I gotta get it in dark night mode. I haven't gotten it in dark night mode yet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> Which is my favorite thing about the special edition of Devil May Cry Yeah, 4. let's take DMC 4 and make it harder. <laughs> it was wonderful. I think I remember... They just packed... Like, you could style so much in that mode. Yes. Oh my god, like dark yes. Dark Paladin, whatever. Dark Knight, there's yeah. just three times as many enemies in every single room. Yes, and they have the big baddies from, like, end of the game. And like, fuck, right yes. at the beginning. Oh, it was so good. It's pretty rad. And a lot of, like, my, my, my friend John didn't believe me that I've played that game a lot. Because I don't play games a lot. That's not my shtick. <laughs> and he came in, and he's like, well, I want to see you play through Dark Knight mode. And I was like, alright. <laughs> he came in, and I just buzzed through the first I mean, area. It's like the first time you joined a game of Halo 4 with me and Brad. Yeah. You're like, ah, you're pretty good at the game. I'm pretty good at the game, too. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably pretty good at the game. Well, come play with us. No. Yeah. I am not good at that game. <laughs> Brad likes to tell me that he wasn't very good at Halo until he started playing with me and matching with players that were the same skill level as me in game. And yeah. he had to keep up. Yeah, and that's what made him get better, having to keep up. And like now, he and I are like he's the best teammate I've ever had in a shooter. Good. I mean, he he's... and I don't have to communicate. Yeah, we just know what the other's going to do. Yeah, you and Brad have a mind link. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we have two brain cells between us, and they're both Halo. Yes. Because like, fuck, when I was at your birthday party, and when he came up for that. <laughs> Yeah, when we were playing online. Yeah, I mean, I just watched yeah. the two do something. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Stop. I hear. Which All one? Right. Uh, That sounds like Cassie. Yeah, that's Cassie. Why don't we stop this episode here? Yeah. So I can go let my dogs out and get something to drink. All right. And we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye! Thank you for listening to Ramble On. Never stop questioning.